everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Credit Union Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Lynch, and today we're going to be talking with Michael Hostetler, who's the VP of Marketing at Crane Credit Union. Michael's gone through two rebrands during his career, and he shares some valuable insights into his processes. He also discusses how community plays a large part in Crane's marketing efforts. Let's jump into it. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the show. Morning. Thanks for joining us. I saw at Crane, you guys had recently updated your branding and I wanted to kind of get some insights. What was that process like and what, what did you guys end up doing? Well, we started the process late last year. A couple of other things were happening at the credit union that we felt that the branding certainly affected and we weren't happy with where we were at with the brand. The biggest thing that we've worked on recently is a renovation of one of our branches in Southern Indiana. And when we started putting together the plans for that, you know, it certainly took on a more modern take and a different approach to retail than we have at any of our other locations. And really, the brand just didn't fit. It felt outdated. It didn't feel like it's where we wanted to go. So we started getting really serious about looking at the brand and where we might want to take it. And the process was time-consuming, but we were very deliberate about it. it. Involved a lot of research about where the credit union had been, you know, not only its history, but also from a marketing standpoint, what that image had looked like over years. And as we got further into it, we realized it had probably been about at least 10 years and closer to 15 years since anyone had really looked at the logo and the imagery that we were using. So once we figured that out, it became really apparent that we needed to do something just to upgrade the brand and do something different. So that was really the thing that really got us going. So once you guys recognized that and you started reviewing all of your materials, what was the next step? So once you had kind of decided, hey, we need to obviously make a change, did you guys start getting the executive team involved, the board of directors involved? Did you, was that more contained in the marketing team at first? Kind of what did that process look like? Well, I think our team's really cooperative, and uh, we started talking just among the people who, who work closely with marketing about what we might do and what that plan might look like basically seeing if we could use, we have a really, really small team at Crane uh, from a marketing standpoint. And really the first question was, well, do we have enough time and resources to really devote our energy to this right now? Or do we need some extra help to get this done? And we really felt that we needed to do something. And then once we felt that we wanted to move forward, we talked to the executive team about how they felt about it and what they wanted to do. And we realized that everyone kind of felt the same way. And at first, it was a very, we had a pretty big team working on the branding project. And over time, it got smaller and smaller. And the board of directors knew that we were working on something, but we didn't present it to them until we were absolutely finished. And I think that that helped a lot. Our board puts a lot of trust in what we do as a credit union and as an executive team. And uh, once we presented the final product to them, they were thrilled. And now the next step is just getting uh, that brand into action. So when you talked about trying to determine the amount of time and resources it would take, do you mind kind of diving into that a little bit more? Like what were some of the things, keys you looked at and kind of how did you estimate how much time and resources would go into that? Well, I've been through this process before with another credit union, and I know it can be a very big project, especially if you're trying to roll out everything at one time. So that was the first question. We wanted to see what our urgency was in getting all items changed. And ultimately, we made a change to our logo that was significant, but nothing that was going to be radically different from what we had. Uh, we changed some color schemes. We fixed some issues with the font that had kind of played the logo for a while. And if you look at the old one and the new one that we have, you can tell that they're they're different. So when we started talking about, okay, what are we going to have to replace and how long that might take, there was a few things that we knew would take longer, but there were a lot of things that we could update in the short time. 
So we're very focused on digital advertising and content marketing and doing a lot more things on the web. So all that stuff's starting to change. We're starting to use the new logo in, on our website. We're getting ready to go through an online banking upgrade, and that's going to have completely new branding to it. All of our digital ads now are using our new logo. And as printed materials come up that need to be replaced, we're replacing those, but we're being conscious of using our existing inventory of letterhead and envelopes and things like that because you know we've already spent the money on that, so we might as well use it. And the biggest challenges for us will probably be updating our retail signage. We are a, a credit union that's around the $600 million asset mark, and we have 14 branch locations, and those pretty much cover the whole southwest quadrant of Indiana, so we're pretty spread apart, and we'll have to probably tackle the retail signage one location at a time, so those may linger on for a while, but hopefully we'll make some progress this year, but it probably will bleed into next year as well. Yeah, that's going to be my next question is, how long has the process been to get to where you guys are now? And then how long do you think it's going to take until you feel like, hey, everything's been updated, at least to the point that it has all the new branding? Last November, we we really started getting serious about what the actual logo was going to look like and what the final products were going to be from a creative standpoint. And prior to that, we had done some research with our staff at three different levels. We did a, a, a survey with our executive team, our branch managers team, and basically our frontline staff to learn how they felt about the credit union, how they felt about their jobs, and what they thought the credit union's image should be, how they think it should be presented. And after you know taking in all that data and discussing it and figuring out an action plan from there, that's when we start getting into, okay, how is this going to affect the creative process and how is it going to affect what the brand ultimately looks like? We started looking seriously at some options in November as an executive team and looked at a wide variety of styles and color schemes. And in the end, you know, we, we realized that our, our appetite for change was strong, but we didn't want to do anything really radically different from what we had. So going through and replacing some of the outdated color schemes, putting some brand standards in place and really kind of modernizing the logos where we ended up. And, you know, it took two or three months to kind of get everyone to agree and kind of understand you know, why we were doing it and what, where we're going to end up. And then the ultimate test is going to the board of directors and presenting it to them and justifying why we want to do it and really hoping that they like what you've done. And, and our board will have responded very well to it and they've seen some of the changes in place already. And it's going to still probably take us the rest of the year to kind of get everything finalized. But, you know, we're updating things every day and, and kind of discovering things that we need to change that you know, just haven't been touched in a while. And just for reference, um, when you say November, you mean November 2018, correct? Yep. Okay. And it's April 2019 is when this is being recorded. Just so for anyone listening, you know, <laughs> kind of give you a point of reference on time there. So, you know, you talked about getting information and feedback from employees and the executive team. And once you guys gathered all that information, what was the process like of taking that information, parsing it, and then using that to inform the changes to the brand? We worked with a third party to help us get the surveys out and kind of collect the data and summarize it for us. But, you know, we've been able to look through all the survey responses. The, the survey was done anonymously, but, you know, we could tell through each group what their responses were. And we've, we tried to go through that and glean, you know, feedback from it to understand what our perception of what we did was. And having gone through this a couple times, that's what I feel is probably the most important part of the branding process. Because ultimately, when you're done, it's going to be those folks at a management 
graduate level and then our frontline staff are going to, have to execute that vision for you. So incorporating into the creation of it is key. And, and we found some really interesting things. We found you know, a large sense of empathy uh, with our staff. We really take pride in being a, a local company. We do business in 10 different communities in Indiana, and we staff people who live in those communities, people who go to church with our members and are on sports teams with our members and, and all that. So there's a very there's just a certain way of doing business in these areas that really shown through in those surveys that that was really important to make sure that we had that feel, but also that we wanted to make sure that everyone knew that we had the products and services that consumers could get at a larger bank and we had technology that was available at larger banks as well. So trying to maintain that feel good, empathetic service level that we think we've built a, a strong reputation in, but also encouraging people to look at us because we had the same capabilities that they would expect from a larger institution. And we got we kind of thought that going in, that's what it might come out, but the, the data really affirmed it for us. We also surveyed our members and prospective members and kind of found some brand attributes that we wanted to build off of. And I think as the, as the creative vision comes more into place, we'll build more on those brand attributes. What has the feedback been since you guys started rolling all this out? You know, when people saw the two logos side by side, you can tell that they're pretty similar in that, you know, there's a color scheme difference. But once you start putting it into place, I think people see that it's really kind of updated the appearance of our marketing and, and what we're doing online. It just there's a certain more modern feel to it. And that's been really nice. For the first time in a while, we've really been able to get behind a tagline too with our brand and our new tagline is Crane Cares. And we had started to use it as a hashtag to kind of promote some of our community service projects, but that tagline's really taken hold. You know, it kind of started before we went through the rebranding process and we found multiple ways to use it with not only community service projects, but also soliciting testimonials from our members and for them to tell us about great service experiences they've had at our branches. And we've been able to use the the Crane Cares hashtag there. And hopefully that boils down to, you know, how we do business and, you know, whether it's helping people retire more easily or get the most out of their deposit or help them get a loan for, you know, whatever they need. We want them to know that Crane cares. So we've been able to really rally around that tagline. And I think that's probably going to be the biggest output of the rebrand uh, along with the, the image changes. Do you feel that with the tagline, has that helped also internally, especially say on like the front line and to really help people hone in on the one specific thing you guys do for your members? Well, I think that, uh, you know, we're willing to be really patient with it. I started at Crane about four years ago, and uh, we didn't really have a traditional marketing department. We were a seg-based credit union who heavily relied on uh, business development to sign up new segs and, and add accounts. And since I've been here, we've changed dramatically. We've changed our charter from a federal to state charter and have opened up our membership so that we can serve 27 counties in Indiana, including several large uh, market communities such as, you know, the Indianapolis, um, most of the Indianapolis MSA. We've made changes to make uh, our online banking more appealing. We've had multiple changes to our mobile app to keep that up to date. We now offer the capability to open accounts online for new members. And, you know, really the focus of the credit union has changed and we've, we've experienced a, a lot of growth very quickly. So establishing a brand that kind of hones into what's the heart of the company and what's got us to this point in our 60 plus year history, that became a big part of it too. And since we really haven't had anything like that before, 
we're preaching patients, we're taking our time with it and trying our best to educate staff and, and what Crane Cares means, but also giving them opportunity to go do projects in their community and go serve and let us know from a marketing standpoint what they think it means. So that's been a very exciting part of, the, of 2019. We've got uh, all of our branches, they are doing random acts of kindness in their communities. They're serving animal shelters. They're buying groceries for consumers. They bought tanks of gas for a gas station just down the street from our corporate office. And, you know, it's our employees who are really kind of putting into practice. And, and from a marketing standpoint, I'm just, uh, I'm just here to be the mouthpiece. That's awesome. It's great to hear that you guys are so focused on the community because I think sometimes some credit unions, you know, especially as they get bigger, maybe they serve a huge metropolitan area. Sometimes I think they lose some of that aspect of community. Our people wouldn't have it any other way. And we knew it was something that we wanted to do, but we want to make sure our staff was involved in those activities. We've done a few things credit union wide that, you know, the marketing department has led and, and initiated, but we've always relied on the staff to help us execute it. But this is kind of new territory for us where the branches and that staff is really finding projects and needs in their community that they feel are the most important and then going out and doing it and basically telling marketing about it, hey, after the fact, we're out there spreading the message. And when you have that many people involved in it, it makes the marketing a lot easier and it it helps grow the brand in a really organic and interesting way. We'll be right back to my interview with Michael. Thanks to rapid changes in technology, the credit union industry is facing unprecedented competition. FinTech continues to create unique banking experiences while challenging members' perception of how they should handle their money. So you're not alone if you find it difficult to effectively market your credit union services, increase share of wallet, and grow membership. Luckily, there's a way to improve your marketing and even the playing field. Building a competitive brand will provide you the clarity and tools necessary to achieve the success you're looking for. Schedule a free consultation with us and we'll help you develop at least two to three actionable steps you can take to improve your credit union's brand today. Simply visit avlier.com free to schedule your free consultation. That's A-V-L-I-E-R.com free. Imagine launching your next marketing campaign confidently knowing you'll not only achieve your goals, but exceed them. So you're not telling employees or anything like that, hey, you should be doing these kinds of service projects. They're doing it on their own and they're providing you the information and saying, hey, we did this. This is what we've been doing in our area. And then you're just using that as from the marketing perspective, right? Like essentially that's influencing what you guys are marketing and not the other way around. Right. The only thing we did is we allocated the funds. So our branches have a, a certain amount of money that they can just give the money to uh, different charities and events that come up in our towns. You know, there's a lot of things with the school and, you know, we're we're always being approached for you know, fundraising opportunities. So our branch managers have at their full discretion to spend those funds as they see accordingly. And then there's actually a separate budget item for these random acts of kindness activities. And it's been interesting to see what people have come up with, but it definitely shows what their interests are, what they feel is the most important thing. The first one that we did very early on in the year, we had a pretty significant couple of days of really extreme temperatures, uh, extreme low temperatures in, in one part of the state. And uh, one of our branches actually provided winter coats and hats to kids at one of the local elementary schools because they didn't have them. And it was it was right before this impending storm which, you know, is, is a great activity and, you know, great foresight on our part. And then after the fact, I found out that the, the hats were actually homemade, that one of our staff members had actually made the hats. And it just takes it to a whole new level. But we're a company that's so spread apart that it would be hard for 
me in one part of the state to know what's going on at one of these other communities and what that need would be. And our staff takes it upon themselves to go fulfill that need and make it personal by being so active and executing it to the point of, you know, we're making stuff for them instead of just going to, to Walmart or somewhere and buying the items. And that's pretty interesting. It takes a special group of people to do that. Most definitely. Yeah, that's really cool. It's something I haven't really heard of, at least in my personal experience of having that process in place that you're giving autonomy to the branches to be able to do what they need to do to serve the communities uh, and, you know, letting them kind of make the decisions rather than marketing, essentially saying, hey, you guys should be doing this or why don't you try that? You know, letting them know their communities best and serving their community and then essentially working together as a team um, is really cool. Yeah, it all goes back to that local aspect that, you know, I, I live uh, you know north of Indianapolis and I work in basically south of Indianapolis and, you know, basically a suburb. And when we're talking about doing business in getting that whole southwest part of the state, there's I, there's no way for me to possibly know everything that's going on. And there's no way for, for me to organize all those activities. So our, our staff takes that on and they find that uh, that's a satisfying part of their job that their employer gives them the opportunity to do that. And it's a big thing for us. It's uh, It's been really interesting to see what people have come up with and what we keep building on. And we don't market it a lot, but uh, in a lot of cases, those organizations that we're helping and those schools that we're helping, they do the marketing for us. And social media is a powerful thing when you're kind of building up all these experiences and then having those people push your brand out there, too. It, it's a really authentic feeling, and it helps spread our message even wider. To get back to the rebrand, looking back at that, the Crane rebranding, I know you did another one and we'll go into that in just a minute, but looking at the Crane rebranding process, I know you guys are kind of still in the thick of it as well, but what would you do differently looking back? Like, are there any lessons to be learned in that process? I think in a lot of ways, you know, we we try to involve a lot of people in in decision making, and we enjoy working together and having you know very productive discussions about you know our credit union strategy and our projects, and you know, and and we work across departments often. It's uh, we we have to. We're just we're not a very big group, and uh, I think we approach the branding project in a really similar way. And and anything anytime you're dealing with you know marketing and creative aspects of it. You know, the issue with marketing is that everyone is a consumer. You know, we all have experience with marketing and ads and we know what we like, we know what we don't like. And once we kind of got into the the fun part, if you will, of looking at logos and taglines and stuff, it everyone has an opinion on those things. It just it strikes a different emotion with that. And we eventually realized that we just kind of need to shrink down uh, what the decision makers would be and uh, who would ultimately kind of finalize those those details and be able to present them back to the executive team and the board. So we started with a bit of a bigger group then, and it kind of slowed us down a little bit. Thankfully, we worked through that and kind of came to that conclusion ourselves that, hey, we needed to dwindle this down a little bit so we can keep moving forward. So that was probably the biggest thing. I think that we started off with kind of a very open to lots of possibilities. And we I think we thought we were willing to make more of a bigger change than we actually were. So maybe kind of setting some of those expectations up front may have helped the project. But I'm very pleased with how we ended up. And I haven't heard any regrets from anybody yet. So it all turned out well, but I think we probably could have lengthened the time that it took. And how did that compare to the other rebranding process that you went through years ago? 
it was still a pretty similar process in terms of gathering research and you know, kind of figuring out brand attributes and what that would look like. And certainly we took an approach where we're asking a lot of people how they feel about the credit union. Once we got into that creative part, it slowed down dramatically because it's kind of the same issue. You know, you just have a lot of people involved in it and a lot of people expressing their opinion and oftentimes being very adamant in how they felt. And again, it was a, another great project. It was an award-winning project, but it was kind of the same thing. We had a lot of people working on it and we probably didn't need as many people to get to where we ended up. But with any rebranding, I found that feedback from employees and staff and, and board directors has been key to kind of getting where it needed to be. So definitely try not to do anything a bubble or assuming that the marketing knows exactly the right thing to do or the executive team knows the exact thing to do. You, you really need that buy-in from everyone to make it a successful project. Would you say that getting that buy-in and getting all that feedback, would that be the key takeaway for you if you were to you know, work with someone and say, hey, someone else who's going through a rebranding process and you said, hey, here's my one tip for you. Would it be that or do you have another tip that you think would be the number one thing you would tell someone about a rebranding process? Well, I don't think anyone, in, in the end, I think everyone is excited to see things change and they're excited to be, see things updated because it just it opens up a lot of new possibilities. And I don't think it's fair to spring that on people. I don't think it's fair to be one thing one day and, and change the next day and not show any justification as to why you did it. And I think people, in my experience, appreciate being asked how they feel and they appreciate being part of the process. But but ultimately, how it ends up is that they usually trust the people who are working on it to do the best job that they can. That'd probably be the biggest, my biggest takeaway from, from each of those experiences. Because in the end, a brand is more than just marketing pieces and ads and creative elements. It really should be at the heart of what a company does. And when you're a company of 130 some odd people, one or two marketing people can't steer that direction themselves to have the uh, cooperation from everyone on staff. So giving them some ability to help create that brand and putting a lot of trust in them to help execute it, I think that helps everyone live that brand, if you will. And I think that's kind of the, the ultimate dream of, of any marketing VP in a company is that your staff is kind of building that vision along with you. And we're we're making some big strides at Crane. I think we've, we're in a good spot. The results have been very positive so far. I mean, looking at the growth we've had already in 2019 after the last three years, which is having extraordinary growth. And we hope the brand will keep that momentum alive and, and help us grow uh, even more this year. This has been you know, great. I enjoy all the insights. You shared a lot of knowledge. Uh, where else can people find out about you and Crane? I know, obviously, Crane's website, which is cranecu.org. And I know you guys had posted on there at one point kind of an explanation of the rebrand and the tagline and everything. So people can find out about Crane there. Um, where can they find out more about you if they want to connect with you? You know, LinkedIn is a place where I try to post a lot of business-related stuff. So, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. And also, if you want to follow uh, the credit union social presences on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube, all the all the usual suspects, I think you'll see more and more of the content that we're pushing out and, uh, again, trying to add some credence to the brand. We're trying to put a really heavy emphasis on content marketing now and getting more of that stuff out there. That's just the way that we feel the strategy is going. And uh, we're kind of spurning traditional media and moving more to that digital marketing and content side. So we'd appreciate a few more likes and follows there. and makes our numbers look good. But I think that's going to be the easiest way to see, the, see what we're doing. And I often cross post there on, on LinkedIn. So do that and very happy to uh, talk to anyone about marketing stuff. And 
really believe in the cooperative nature of credit unions and what we do, and we need to help each other out. So happy to connect with anyone. Perfect. Thanks again, Michael. Thank you, Justin. Had a lot of fun. Music from the show is from BillMusic.io. The song is Cold Sober by Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at Incompetech.com.